0: This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. As promised, the president has bypassed Congress and signed several executive orders for economic relief. The orders defer payroll taxes and replace the expired $600 unemployment supplement with a smaller $400 supplement. To get the new money, states would have to request it and would have to kick in $100 of that amount. Larry Kudlow, the director of the White House National Economic Council, was on CNN and wasn't specific about where the money would come from since no new money has been approved by Congress. I think the way this is going to work out, we have additional funds that we will re, uh, repurpose for this. Uh, this is an essential item. We've tried to get it through uh, the Democratic House for, I don't know, two or three times. As for the complaints from states that they can't afford to kick in the extra money. Our estimates uh, from the Treasury Department in terms of uh, CARES Act 1 was that the states have not spent all the money that was allocated to them and that there's, uh, you know, considerable overflow that they could make use of. The president's orders also defer payroll tax withholding for salaried employees so they can keep more of their money. Mr. Cudlow seemed a little less confident in that part of the program. It's a deferral. It's not a uh, tax rate change. I understand it will be challenged in the courts. We'll see what happens. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was on CNN. She dismissed all this as fantasy.
1: Something's wrong. Either the president doesn't know what he's talking about. Clearly, his aides don't know what he is talking about. And or something's very wrong here. First of all, he's saying states have the money. No, they don't. They have expenses from the coronavirus. They have lost revenue. Everything is left out. Our assistance to the schools, feeding the hungry, helping people who are going to be evicted.
0: But Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says if the Democrats don't like it, they only have themselves to blame because they refuse to compromise. We agreed with the Democrats. We both want to send more checks to the American workers. We want to send more PPP to those hardest hit businesses. We've said let's pass legislation on the things we agree on and knock these off one at a time. And they've refused to do that. As for bailing out state budgets, he said he tried to be reasonable in the negotiations. The governors are saying we need more money for education, we need help, and the president said we'll give it to you, but not a trillion dollars. And because of all the legal questions, CBS News White House correspondent Paula Reed says the unemployment increase may not happen.
1: Not only uh, is the Constitution pretty clear that the tax and spend power belongs uh, to Congress, the president also doesn't necessarily have the power to co-opt states into contributing to what is actually a federal unemployment benefit that he is trying to convey.
0: And in the Senate, Democrat Chuck Schumer says refusing to bail out state budgets is going to have real consequences for the economy.
1: We're going to see layoffs And this is not an abstract concept, you know, they say, the Republicans say, the blue states. A firefighter is a firefighter. A person who drives a bus, a person who picks up the garbage, those are important jobs. It's not in there. There's no money to help us with elections, no money to help us with the post office, very little money to feed children, no money to feed children, and no real help for eviction of people. So they leave out a lot.
0: And so if all that's true, will these executive orders actually help keep American families solvent? CBS News political consultant Leonard Steinhorn says these executive orders aren't serious, in his opinion. They're rather a campaign tactic to show the president attacking Pelosi and Schumer. Right now, this is all a frame game. Each side is positioning. Each side is trying to gain political advantage. And that's what we have at this moment in time. Loyola law professor and former federal prosecutor Lori Levinson says the orders are absolutely going to end up in court.
1: The president has referred to his directives as bills, but they are not legislation. Only Congress can do this. In fact, it's just a bypass.
0: And even the president's order on evictions, she says, doesn't do anything to stop evictions. The
1: president has also said that he's called for a moratorium on evictions that's not actually accurate. What has he done is ask for a study on whether there should
0: be a moratorium. The consensus of the critics seems to be that we're in for more layoffs of state workers and that despite the executive orders, more and more people are going to struggle to pay rent. Washington's first coronavirus death in someone under the age of 20 has been reported in Pierce County a tragedy that, uh, you know, I think hits home to anybody who hears this kind of news. Dale Phelps with the Pierce County Health Department says the young man had no underlying health conditions. It just underscores that it can happen to any of us at any age, any circumstance, healthy or not healthy. If this can visit you and and can end up in, in... a tragic circumstance. His death was one of three reported in Pierce County on Saturday and Phelps cautioned that this is not an isolated incident. We're seeing of course in our county an elevated number of cases in the last month or so and we're also seeing elevated cases in the cohorts of you know younger people. And King County Public Health Director Patty Hayes issued a similar warning the day before.
1: Our case counts have been decreasing a bit since July 25th, but I want to say that we remain uh, at a seven-day moving average of about 140 cases per day. This uh, is way above where we were uh, in uh, early June Younger residents uh, under the age of 40 remain the largest portion of the cases.
0: And again, those numbers are for King County. Let's take a look at all of Washington state now. The Department of Health has confirmed over 600 new coronavirus cases. That's as of Sunday. That brings our state total to 63,000 confirmed cases, along with nearly 1,700 deaths. 6,000 people have been admitted to a hospital. And as these case numbers continue to climb, we're going to see stricter enforcement and, according to public health officials, more education for businesses that have reopened. Starting today, all indoor fitness centers must plan for at least 300 square feet between each person. That's about the size of a two-car garage. Larger facilities will be required to limit occupancy to 25% capacity. You will not be required to wear a mask during your workout, but you will have to wear one before and after you're in the gym. Officials say that heavy breathing during exercise is the reason for these new requirements for all that space. And the King County Health Department says they've been monitoring reopened bars and restaurants more closely as well. Here's Director Hayes again.
1: The... Uh, Safe Start for Taverns and Restaurants program conducts visits at restaurants, bars, and taverns throughout King County. Leading with education, our environmental health experts will assist food establishment owners to understand the, the Safe Start requirements during our Phase 2 operations, as well as identify and enforce where corrective action may be necessary. To date, we've completed over four hundred and twenty three of these visits, and we're happy to report that the majority have fully or partially implemented important prevention measures.
0: She admits, though, that the health department is struggling to narrow down exactly where people have caught the virus.
1: If businesses are able to put prevention steps in place, this will reduce the risk on employees, but also the larger community. We find that it can be very hard to pinpoint where each infection person caught the virus. So that means we need to focus on preventing the spread in all locations.
0: Meanwhile, a touring prayer service and religious movement swept through the Pacific Northwest this weekend. A crowd of hundreds of people, most of whom appeared in video footage not wearing masks, gathered on Portland's waterfront on Saturday and Seattle's Cal Anderson Park last night. The movement says they are called Riots to revival, and that they want to counter protests against police brutality with prayer and music. There is some concern, though, that the size of the crowds, the number of people without masks, and groups singing may contribute to the spread of the virus in local communities. The tour seems to be moving on for now. We've hit an alarming milestone in the pandemic with more than 5 million cases of COVID-19 recorded in the U.S. That's roughly one quarter of all confirmed infections in the world, more than any other nation has reported. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MyNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.